Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Hey everybody, we're back and it is the Second Course Podcast, the podcast of Coppell Bible Fellowship. And as you can tell, it's another great week. We've had another great Sunday, probably a lot more coffee than we probably should have before this podcast because I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah, You're I'm excited. right there with you. Everybody's I'm right, right there with you. <laughs> but with me today, Bart Kef and Michael, how are you guys? Doing great. Yep, another doing great. beautiful day, it beautiful really weather. It really is. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I got up this morning, it was 50, and I put on jeans, and then I looked at it again. It's like, yeah, we got to go shorts today. Ne- next week's supposed to be a little cooler, a couple days. Of course, it, it is Texas, so it can change and get I really, really hot. I really want my winter back, is what I want. There's one day, There's supposedly, one day we're that gonna have actual winter. it has like the little well, snow flurries on yeah, the yeah. forecast, oh, right. but, well, but it, they won't happen, but it has them. They won't happen. It'll happen in the upper atmosphere, and then we can claim that it did. Yeah. So, well, we are... Did I just do some science there. Yeah. I don't know if that was true or not. I'll, yeah, I'll call my local meteorologist. <laughs> yeah. Find out exactly what you were saying. Does that happen? No. Uh, before we get too far down the road in the wrong direction. No, we have been. Uh, it's actually our second week of our First Peter uh, mm-hmm. series. We're excited, sojourners and strangers. And um, I have to tell you, I really, really was. And I, this, and I don't know how to say this because I don't want to say it never happens, but right. just the whole service in itself really was very moving. And I have to give uh, some props to Brent and, and the worship team were amazing. Boy. It was just, you know, we've said it a couple times so far, and it's Tuesday. We've already said it multiple times. It's like, man, we were at church on Sunday. Yeah, it sweet. Was, it was really, really and then, sweet. And then that message, just bringing it home at the end. But uh, And praying out the good news team. That yeah, was, just that was so cool. fun. That was so fun. Yeah, yeah, my daughter's part of that team. She said it was great. She had a blast on Sunday afternoon, So, Fantastic. and I've heard lots of great stuff. Excited to see what God's going to do. Absolutely. But we're continuing in First Peter, and um, today we are going to give you a little bit of an overview, but we're going to talk a little bit about uh, trials. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, one thing that I love about the passage is talking about trials, as many of us uh, maybe always think of trials in the sense of um, persecution, mm-hmm. but you know what? Life is difficult mm-hmm. and we can't ignore that and so i'm bark i'm gonna let you kind of give that overview because that was the thing i love just focusing in on that this week yeah it, it kind of goes back to uh, you know what we were talking about earlier that uh, we are not uh, made for this world we're made for another world and right now temporarily we are sojourners and strangers and because we live in a fallen world. All of us, believers and unbelievers alike, we go through difficulties. And it's not that God's causing the difficulties, but He knows they're going to happen, and He uses them for a good purpose in the believer's life. And so we discuss that and some examples that uh, Peter lays out of you know how do you how do you approach a trial? What do you what do you understand that struggle to be? And it's just the average everyday struggle that we run into. Sometimes they're big struggles. Sometimes that trial isn't uh, quite so big, but we still have to find a way of negotiating through it in a way that honors God. And so we talked about that and the fact that this section in First Peter chapter one verses three through twelve. Uh, Peter actually hits on all three aspects of salvation, justification, uh, that 
past moment when you first placed your faith, your trust in Christ, and now uh, eternal life is guaranteed to you through simple faith in Jesus. And then he hones in on the major section, hones in on what we're going through today, that sanctification growth process that we're learning today, and that's where those trials come in as an opportunity to be transformed by the renewing of our minds through the trials that God allows us to go through. And then finally, that third stage, glorification, that day that we will stand before Jesus in a new resurrected bodies and have the potential, if we will handle our trials well, allow them to transform us to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, and that, that moment of exaltation to hear that from our precious Savior. So that's, that's really uh, just a short overview of where we went, and uh, we, we had a great time. It was, it was an excellent, yeah. uh, uh, like you said, s- Sunday in general, but the message Man, it was one of those. I would, you know, I usually sit in both, but I, I, I couldn't wait to be back in the second one because it was like I was taking notes the first time. My favorite part, not to jump on mm-hmm. probably what you're where you're going. You don't um, know where I'm going. <laughs> you don't know. Yes. Where you're going. <laughs> so we're all on the same page not. here. Yes, we're we're all equal at the foot of the cross on that one for sure, <laughs> and all equally confused. Yes, yes, yes. But but I think my one of my favorite parts um, was when you talked about the trichotomous nature of man. Mm-hmm. That stuck out to me so much because I've I know that and I think about that, but. Mm-hmm the spirit connecting with the spirit of God and how it's inward to outward, um, you know, that what we get inwardly hopefully expresses itself outwardly mm-hmm. and how the soul is a part of it. And so, man, I, I love that. And actually, just to give a little tee up, it teed me up for next week. Good, good, so good, good. I good. that. But man, that was, it was so solid. And, I, and I've been thinking about that a lot. That's great. That's yeah, great. I always we always talked about the, the the reality of Christ living in us and through us was the way we, we phrased it. In that, I can remember being younger and for the very first time hearing somebody tell me, uh, "It's impossible to live the Christian life of your own ability." Volition, absolutely. So, what is your responsibility? Mm-hmm. And I think you hit that so well. Of run your race well, mm-hmm. and. God will make sure you win. Right, and I right. thought, you know, it's, and even in the tiniest trial, and, and I'm glad you, you brought up, because I was cracking up in the back of the, of the room when you're talking about how many of you guys have ever uh, had an argument with your spouse or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, how many of us, and I, and I kind of laugh because I was like, how many of us have ever had an argument at this table with our spouse or some tension right before we get on stage and exactly, preach? Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, and it's like, wow, um, there's... But even those things, I think there's sometimes we minimize the difficulties and we try the trials we go through. But every one of those is an opportunity to run well, exactly, and grow. Exactly. And and the whole idea that we have do overs, you know, that we're not done once we mess up. And and any given uh, moment of failure doesn't define who we are. Christ defines who we are. And so in that moment of failure, we have an opportunity. Uh, to say, you know, Lord, I, I didn't do that well. And I recognize I did that in my flesh, and I wasn't allowing the power of the Holy Spirit within to really take control of uh, who I am and what I'm all about. Yeah. And Lord, you know, I may need to go apologize to somebody, but more importantly, help me recognize the next time I'm about to trip up yeah. and hold me back 
and help me walk in your strength and your power and not do the same thing. And, and we get a do-over. I have to say, of, of all the parts of that message that people would come up, that, and in fact, I got a text today about from someone about a do-over. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, I think that's, that's so encouraging to us when we can go back and see, well, I wonder where Peter learned this. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go back to his life and see the do-overs he needed mm-hmm. and how God provided yeah. those do-overs. And so Peter himself, that great saint that we look to, you know, rightly so. We have good examples, but why he's such a good example is we can all relate to his failures and his need to have do-overs and then to see the joy of his success in those Mm do-overs by by walking well that second, third, fourth time, whatever the case may be. Hey, real quick, by the way, did you you send that message to Dak? I I did. In (laughs) fact, the text I received today wasn't even about Dak. It was, uh, someone texted me today and they said, you know, I was thinking about those do-overs about Dak, (laughs) and I thought, last night Mm. I thought of our poor kicker. Mm. Oh, man. Who had four do-overs before he finally got one in, but he did get his fifth one in. (laughs) And if we would have came out with an L... Oh, that would have been rough. That one wouldn't have mattered. That one more rough. illustration that, for yeah, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> he was teeing you up. Yeah, he was right. you up, Golly, you he missed was it. Getting ready. No, no, no. We're coming back to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it is funny to think about what you just said. The joy that comes from realizing, mm-hmm. getting the opportunity to have a do-over, battling in the mind. Oh, I know this is what it is. Yeah. Following through with it, and then that it's almost like an endorphin release of being yeah. like, oh my goodness, this feels so good to do it right and do what the Lord wants me to do. Because it happened on Sunday <laughs> with an argument with my wife nice. where I walked out afterwards Sunday afternoon thinking, yeah, I probably shouldn't have handled things that mm-hmm. way. Not lying, 30 minutes later, some things came back up and I'm like, oh, and in my mind, I yeah. wasn't thinking do over, but it was the Holy Spirit going, handle this differently. Mm-hmm. There's a different way to do this and you already know it. You, 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 you already know the wrong you way. Know. <laughs> I know what I did. And so I I kind of bit my tongue and went in and said things differently and apologized for the previous, and mm-hmm. it was just sweet. And mm-hmm. I just was like, why do I I'm, I defeat myself more yeah. times than exactly. anyone else could? Well, we exactly. don't have to train ourselves to do it the wrong way. Right, right, right. <laughs> we're, we're natural. We know we're, how to do that. We're really good at that. Really yeah. good at that. Yeah, the do-over. Uh, you know, this and this just popped into my head, and, and maybe this isn't directly tied to the message. So if you're listening, but it does bring up the fact that your study of scripture is important because how many of us would read first Peter Mm -hmm. and not take the time to go back and, you know, and connect the dots Mm -hmm. between his own life, like we've been talking about and what he's literally putting down on the page. It's not something that's written necessarily in a vacuum. Right. It's, It's, the Lord speaking through him, God breathed scripture, but also referencing reality. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that just that's another testament to why we have to be our personal study has to be uh, consistent and mm-hmm. seeking to say, God revealed the truth in this to me. Mm-hmm. And I think too, as we read and we study together through First uh, Peter, and we're all doing that together. What we come away with is God's intent isn't just that we have some kind of intellectual aha moment. His intent is that everything he's given to us has practical application. Mm -hmm. And if you can't see the practical application yet, then you're not finished studying. Mm. Because there has to be a practical... He's not just writing it to give you a big head. Yep. 
He's writing it to transform your heart. Mm. And so if you haven't found what's that transforming heart principle he has for you, then you're not finished studying yet. Go back. And, it and makes you it wonder is if, if you're getting that big head, you, like you said, but mm-hmm. you know the practical application, maybe that should be the thing that pops that bubble. There you <laughs> go. There the you go. Applications right. going. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Now I now I understand. Um, so we, by nature, are people who believe in pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. It's something that we're taught. It's something you know to comes natural, and it, it comes, comes natural. naturally. Mm-hmm. We're taught mm-hmm. to be uh, independent. How do you encourage someone to? Uh, really look at, and, and I don't mean vulnerability in the way that we use it that seems almost weak, but in that vulnerability of recognizing who we really are and the need that we actually have. How do you encourage someone um, who maybe is struggling with that? You know, we, we kind of talked about it, that a little bit on Sunday. We talked about the fact that when he's referencing in verse 9, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls, when he has already, in verses 3 through 5, talked to the fact, the fact that he's speaking to believers, those who are already born again. So he said salvation of your souls. He can't be talking about your justification your, your, if you will, your ticket to heaven through simple faith in Christ. But he's talking about something current. These are all present tenses, that this is something that's happening to you now. You now believe, you now love, you now rejoice. And, and then he says, obtaining as the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Well, okay, what's he talking about? And then you, you dig a little deeper and you realize he's talking about your psyche, and then you get into the trichotomous nature of man. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens to us is when you're in, we're in the middle of a struggle, that's when we know, okay, I can't pull this off well. Mm. We begin to realize, I can't pull this off well. Yeah. And that causes us to go to maybe a more mature friend in the faith to say, hey, I'm, this isn't happening for me. I'm mm-hmm. doing it badly. And hopefully they can take us to the scripture that God is teaching them and help us see, wait a minute, you're still, this, the training of your self-life isn't over yet. Yeah. You, you still have, as we said on Sunday, I think, <laughs> you still have stinking thinking yes. and going on. And let's walk through the stinking yes. thinking. And that's where, you know, our, our, our precious uh, Christian psychologists come in. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, I really feel sorry for, for those guys and gals who have an unbeliever in their office and they're trying to help him realize, yeah. you know, you got a handicap here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make some improvement, some practical improvement in your life, but you can't make ultimate improvement in your life mm-hmm. because there's a resource you haven't tapped into yeah. yet, and, and that's the Holy Spirit. I can remember Kim having an actual conversation with a friend of hers that they were, they were dealing with something, and they came to her. Interestingly enough, the family are atheists. Mm-hmm. Came to Kim for some advice, and she said, it was the wife and their friends, and, and Kim said, you understand that anything I'm about ready to tell you mm-hmm. of how I deal with this is something you're not going to fully understand. Yeah, you're ill-equipped right you're now. You're ill-equipped right now. You, you can you, you you can get equipped real mm-hmm. quick though. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and she you know she's like, but mm-hmm. you know that can change. But right. uh, good for her for mm-hmm. throwing that. You out. need to understand Sweet. that what I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. is a totally different ball game. Yeah, and uh, I thought you know that in that moment. Just as such insightfulness to mm-hmm. be able to look at someone and just not try to plow through the problem and, and try to tell them some advice that might be a Band-Aid. But right, right. I know the real solution, mm-hmm. but it, start, it doesn't start there. It starts with, your, you know, it starts with placing your faith in him. 
Amen. And your Amen. original question of, you know, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, that for whatever reason, that's been my personality from day one. And and it's interesting as you talk to Allie, my wife, you know, she'll say, you were adopted and you're nothing like your biological family. And I've always been independent. We've always had a big family. And, but, but when I turned 18, I was like, you know, guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. I can figure this out on my own. It wasn't like I didn't love them. I did, but I want to move out on my own experience yeah. life. So when that gets played into my relationship with the Lord, it became a lot of, man, Lord, I know you've given me the gifts and abilities to do this. I'm just going to do it on my own. And obviously, there, he did give you gifts, talents, and abilities, mm-hmm. and he does want you to use them. Not in your strength, though, is the thing. And I think I'd begin using them in mine. And I think when I when I think about trials or anything like that I've gone through, mm-hmm. I've, I've missed so many lessons I could have learned because I decided to try to plow through it with my own strength. Yeah. And... And really, I, there's one lesson you can learn, and it's that that's the worst way to do it. Yeah. And so I just reoccurringly learned that lesson over and over again until finally, and it doesn't happen every time, as thank the Lord for do-overs, but, uh, you know, you have points where, where you start to go, man, there has to be a better way to mm-hmm. do this, uh, to figure this out, this issue in my life, this problem area, this trial, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it. And and so I think there, there's part of it that I had to start learning based on my personality. It may be yeah. different for some. I I was a, a, a let's see how to, how should I say this a, whatever my habits were that's who I am mm-hmm. so if I was not studying the Bible when a problem came I would go to the gym and work out because that was my mental yeah. escapism um, and I would just think through it and I'd feel better about life and so I'd push the problem to the side or not get, deal with get it. through the stress but never really it. deal with it yeah and so what started to happen was I had to have these really habitual things that. Mm-hmm. Not to me were legalistic, but just I knew they were life giving. I had to trust. I have to take the Lord at His word. I have to trust Him at His word, literal word, the Bible. Yeah. And so I just had to create times and moments throughout the day and week where I'm spending intentional time mm-hmm. getting that. So then when trials and things, come, my first thought isn't, yeah. "Oh gosh, what do I need to go do? How can I fix this?" It's let me stop. I've read scripture about this before. I know this process. Mm-hmm. Let me calm my heart, go before the Lord in prayer. If I need to open up a Bible, if I need to just p- pause and think about the verses going through my mind at that moment, let that be the initial springboard for mm-hmm. me to start dealing with that. And my life, my personality isn't that way. To One, to stop and slow down. Right. And then two, to let someone else take over. Yeah. And so um, that's been a little bit, that's just being re- just open with y'all. That's been tough for me, but it's been life-giving, you yeah, know, to absolutely. do that and to learn yeah. that. And so to answer your question about pull yourself out of your bootstraps, I'm like, man, that's my MO on life. Yeah. But I had to change it when it came, mm-hmm. uh, when it came time where I started, turned 18 and moved away and started literally experiencing life and uh, trying to figure it out. Is something I'm reminded of is, you know, trials aren't necessarily our own mess ups. Right. Exactly. Some, many times they're external. They're things that we deal with in a fallen world. And I, you know, for me personally, I can remember and, and I still fall into this trap of getting so focused on the unfairness of it, um, the difficulty and how, why do I have to go through with this? And I can remember being told this when I was younger. And in that questioning of why God, why almost to the point of, you know, uh, is this ever going to be resolved? And I was, you know, I remember somebody telling me like, you're acting as if God is not going to take care of this. Mm. Do you really believe that in the end, all of this will be taken care of? Mm-hmm. Your job right now is to, what are you going to learn? Exactly. In this? Exactly. Don't yeah. worry about the outcome mm-hmm. he, in his way. He's going to deal with it. So now what are you going to do? You're going to learn. 
Mm-hmm. And you're going to grow because he's going to walk you through this. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that this next week. All right. Yeah. Hey, that was Bible a fellowship. We call Absolutely. that a segue in the <laughs> there business. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I get the chance to get up and, and preach on, on the next little section that goes into to the, the end of the chapter. So... Um, that we will be there's a there's a few different things in it, but that that is definitely one of them will be hidden. Yeah, that's awesome. Any last thoughts you guys got? Uh, I, I would just say just to remember that uh, the last thing that we talked about on Sunday was the, the revolutionary revelation that angels themselves desire to look into, and that there is victory through suffering. Mm. And that example, our substitute, Christ Jesus, uh, demonstrated that. And now in his strength and his power, his intent is to allow the struggles we go through to take us through to maturity into victory. Mm. And, uh, and so now if you can just hold on to that mindset, which is what Peter is constantly reminding us, if you just hold on to this concept, then when you keep running into the wall, you'll start looking for the door. I don't Can't know if there's I, you know what? I mean, let's mic drop that. And Thanks for listening. I'm not, adding, I'm not adding anything else to that. No, we uh thank you guys. And uh like I said, this has been so far two weeks in, it's been awesome. Yeah. Um, God is so good. He He's is so good. he is and so well, thank you guys. If you've been listening, we, we just beg you to keep listening because we're Absolutely. having so much fun doing this. We are. We are. We're thank not... you so much for the, the time that you have put in to just hear from us and yeah. give us an opportunity just to express what God's putting on our hearts and our minds. Absolutely. And we want to hear from you. So I haven't asked this in a while, but if you got any questions, send it to info at coppellbible.org. We'd love to uh, have some comments, anything you want to know. Uh, maybe one day we'll do a Ask the Staff Anything dun, dun, dun. about us personally, and we'll share it. Everybody <laughs> Yo, at the oh mic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wait, wait until I'm on my next about it. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. No. Um, once again, <laughs> he said he said sabbatical, and I panicked. <laughs> He said next sabbatical. You got real pale like, in the face. I did. Did I start to shake a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what going on. Is that an earthquake? No. <laughs> Woo, that was a good one. <laughs> well, didn't know that was coming. Um, but all that to say, we are getting a kick out of this. Please let us know what you think. Please send us questions. Please join us on Sunday. Uh, we would love to see you, and to be honest with you, uh, we want to worship with you. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, the magic time. word is sabbatical. <laughs> the magic word is sabbatical. If you want to make me speechless, just say sabbatical. <laughs> All right, until next time, we will see you Sunday. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you. <laughs>